Chad, it is a pleasure to sit down with you. I'm so excited to uh, to be able to speak with you today. Would you mind giving listeners a brief introduction of yourself? Yeah, you bet. Uh, my name is Chad Nelliger. Uh I'm a professional MMA fighter. I fight in the UFC. Uh, I've been fighting pro for about 15 years, and uh, the last couple of years I've been lucky enough to be competing in the UFC. Brilliant. Can you tell us how did this this journey start? When did this come onto your radar? When did it become something you were interested in in being involved in? Well, you know, I wanted to start training uh, martial arts um, after I was done playing hockey. Uh, I was already athletic and competitive guy, but um, after hockey was kind of done for me, I came from a really small town, so we didn't have any kind of other um, athletics. And once hockey was done, and I didn't couldn't go any further than that, I, I walked into my first. MMA gym. I was basically hooked ever since. When I walked in there, I knew it was something I really wanted to be a part of. I wanted to learn. And then as I was learning, you know, I started doing a little bit more competing. And one thing led to another. And then I, I had a pro career on my hands. Um, and then even, you know, making the UFC was never really the, the goal from the start. But as I started having more success and getting closer, I realized I could actually make that a reality. And then I made that the focus. And now we're here. You're, you train out of Alberta. Can you talk a little bit about um, where you come from, your roots, finding that gym, and, and what you saw in it? Yeah, like I'm, I'm originally from a small town called Consort, Alberta. Uh, we only have a population of like 700 people. Uh, that's where I grew up and went to high school and all that stuff. And then I went away um, to school and ended up in Calgary. Uh, I was probably 19 or something like that when I finally first walked into my first gym. And this was a long time ago ago so back then i mean i just kind of looked up a gym and found one and and went in there it was called knuckles uh it's not around anymore um but that's where i first walked in and, and got my first introduction into mma and then eventually I, I was able to um find a more established gym um with better pedigree and coaches and teammates and champions creed and that's where i've been ever since is uh training at champions creed what aspect stood out to you? There's grappling, there's striking, there's so many different assets um, that you're able to develop over time. Was there something initially that pulled you in where you were like, no, no, I'm hooked? Well, I was always uh, interested in boxing. Boxing is actually what I thought I wanted to do first. I didn't know if it was going to be MMA or not. I thought maybe I wanted to box. And I started there and it was good. But then when I got my first taste of grappling, I really realized that... Um, Boxing on its own was not enough in, in a real fight, or especially for MMA. So uh, I kind of switched gears and, and took on a full, you know, MMA aspect to my training. I'm lucky. I'm one of the guys that did that early on. Most people come from a more distinguished background, like, you know, they had years of whatever, Muay Thai or wrestling, and then they add MMA. But um, I basically, from day one, I've been training MMA. So that's why I have such a round, uh, a full, rounded skill set. Brilliant. Is there somebody at that time that was inspiring you when you're starting to train? Is there somebody you were looking to for inspiration? Not really. No, not really. When I first, like I said, when I, it, it kind of came organically when I first started training. I just wanted to learn martial arts. And then uh, as I was learning it and getting in shape, I wanted to start testing that um, in some you know tournaments and things like that. And then eventually it evolved to an amateur fight, which evolved from there. So I wouldn't say, you know, there was one person that I, you know, was obsessed with being like or that motivated me i just kind of organically got to uh where i am on my own fascinating 
through working out, through being able to build your body, I think you start to learn things about yourself. And I think that that's why as fans, we're so intrigued because the journey you go on in a fight career is how people sometimes feel in their in their work life or if they're trying to overcome something or grow, uh, develop a new skill or something. How did training MMA sort of shape how you think about things in your personal life or, or in your life generally? Well, one of the things I love about training and martial arts is that um... – you know, it's a very clear reality. So sparring and things that come with real training really show you where you're at um, very clearly. There's no sugarcoating. There's no making excuses. Um, the results are the results. So if you're losing in sparring and in tournaments and things like that, then you need to make the adjustments so that you start to win. So um, the real-time feedback of the results in sparring tournaments, competitions, fights, things like that is what really keeps uh, me motivated to do better and be better because um, you, can't, you can't just trick yourself and say you're doing the right things. If you're doing the right things, you wouldn't be losing. So it's like a very clear, um, you know, very clear reality uh, check that sometimes you don't get out of other things. You can kind of tell yourself in work or personal life that you're doing the right things and you can kind of make excuses for why things might be happening the way they are. But in fighting and martial arts, uh, proof is in the pudding. If you can't do it in reality when it counts, then you need to change something. Brilliant. What aspect have you noticed it impacts? Like, how do you think about fighting? How do you think about a fight coming up? Is Are you a person who's got a six-week camp, preferably? How do you sort of put together a fight camp? Well, that's changed throughout my career. You know, when I was younger, um, I was just really just trying to add skill sets as fast as I could. I would improve my jiu-jitsu, improve my wrestling, all these things. But now, later in my career, when I take a fight, the number one goal is get as fit and be as healthy as I can so that I can perform that night. I used to overtrain a lot, and the the Chad that was getting into the the ring or the cage that night, I was just, you know, I was, I was too hard on myself in training camp, and I, was, I just wasn't putting my best foot forward a lot. So now... Um, outside of training camps, I'm working on skills all the time, trying to get better. But as soon as I sign that dotted line, I'm getting in shape and I'm making sure my body is 100% ready to go for that fight. So, yeah, it's kind of a mindset shift. Uh, no more fun in training. No more trying out new moves. I do what I do best and I get in shape and I make sure I can do it. It's fascinating because that's one of the challenges, it seems like, is balancing. You want to be as sharp as possible. You want to train as hard as you can. And that's often the mindset I think people bring is like, give it everything you have. But you have to balance that to make sure that you can show up to the fight with as minimal injuries as possible. So you're giving the best of yourself on that night. And it seems like a very difficult thing to balance. Yeah, you know, you definitely, you just can't balance it when you're younger. You need more experience. So I've had a lot of fights, you know, my next fight will be my... 20th fight, I think. Yeah, 20th fight. So I've got a lot of experience and I've seen the realities of overtraining into a fight, overthinking my training into a fight, all kinds of things. And I've really got it fine-tuned into a process now where I know how long I need to get into the peak physical shape I need and I know how to take care of my body along the way. I know when to work on new skills and develop weaknesses. I know when to train and focus on my strengths. And it's a real process, but I've got training camps really dialed in and I know how to Make sure I'm putting my best foot forward. Brilliant. 
you have coaches and in life most people don't have coaches they don't have somebody able to give them real honest sincere feedback on where they can improve where they can grow where they don't take that personally because often when we hear that we're doing something wrong that we're saying it the wrong way we take it personally what has that been like to to work with your coaches can you talk about the relationship you have with them yeah it's all about you know honesty and accountability um i will always put everything I can into my training and into the the techniques that I'm um, shown. And there's times that certain techniques and things and strategies work for some people and not for others, some body types and not for others, and then uh, even versus an opponent that might change things too. So you have to have, you know, full trust in your coach because the coach is making these decisions and you have to kind of, you can't put yourself a hundred percent into something if you don't believe it. So if my coach tells me, you know, whatever it is, we need to take this guy down in this fight. I'm going to put a hundred percent of my effort and training into my takedowns because I believe what he's saying is the right answer. And we have trust with each other. So, um, you know, and the same thing goes for my coach. He's seen me through training always. He knows what I do well. He knows what I don't do well. Uh, and the things that we talk about come from a place of, you know, trust and accountability. So, in between rounds, if my coach tells me something, that's what I'm going to focus on because I trust uh, the opinion. And I know his opinion comes from a place where he's been watching and understands me really well. So you have to have a lot of trust if you ever want to actually fully commit to something and get better at it. Um, you have to, you know, it has to come from a place of trust. Otherwise, you just won't fully commit in the same way. So, yeah, we have a really strong relationship. That's so important. And I think people miss out on that. And then they're not able to grow and improve because they're so stuck with their mindset, their mentality. And to balance that out and to be able to bounce ideas off of people, it's just, it's a way to help yourself improve and have feedback from somebody who wants the best for you. And I think that we just, regular people sometimes miss out on that. Definitely. I mean, people, uh, coach is a, is a lot of things. Um, but it's kind of a mentor in a way, in some ways. But um, in a lot of ways, a coach is really just kind of a compass showing you the direction. You know, you still have to do the work. You still have to go there. Uh, a coach won't do it for you. And I feel like sometimes people are looking for that type of solution. You know, they want to lose weight. They want to get in shape. They want to do whatever. They run out and hire a coach to do that for them. But it doesn't work like that. A, a coach can show you the direction and tell you what they think you need to do, but you still need to do it. So I feel like um, people need a good balance. So a coach is great, but the reality is uh, the onus is on you as a person. So um, people out there try to take the shortcut, hire coaches, and then blame them when things don't go the way. It's like it doesn't work like that. you got to look in the mirror. Absolutely. You're a person, I would say, with a lot of mental fortitude. I feel like your mind, you don't get to see it, but your mind is incredibly strong. And seeing you go into fights and, and really persevere, adapt and change is just so fascinating to me. Can you talk about where that comes from, where you've developed that? Is that in the gym, just grinding it out? Is that reflecting? How do you develop that strength? We'll be back after a quick break. Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue. As well as, yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. 
Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. I developed it out of uh, necessity because um, the guys I'm fighting, especially at this point in my career, they're some of the best athletes in the world. Um, it's something I never claimed to be the biggest, strongest, fastest, most athletic. It's not something that I, I have for, for, for a skill set. Not that I'm not on that athletic, but uh, it's not my highest skill level. And I have to figure out a way to beat guys that are more physically gifted than me. And um, I've been doing that for a long time. So I really haven't figured out on what works. Um, I know the most effective techniques in a fight, and I spend the majority of my time training those techniques, not training other things because um, I don't want to put a lot of time and energy into something that's not going to have the same payoff. So for me, I'd rather spend all my time and energy on things like my jab, my low kick, uh, an overhand right, maybe a couple takedowns and maybe a couple takedown defenses. Beyond that, I'm kind of wasting the time of my training. So I, I train really efficiently into the most effective techniques. I make them as good as I can possibly make them. And I usually find a way to beat guys that are uh, you know, a lot more athletically gifted than me. So, yeah, I'm a pretty cerebral fighter. It would be the term. You know, I think about my fights a lot. I think about strategies and ways to beat these guys that are, you know, technically in some ways better than me. But uh, I find a way to win most of the time. That actually reminds me, I don't know if you follow David Goggins at all, but he talks about that as well, this mindset of being able to uh, not look at your gifts, because sometimes people use that as a crutch. They view it as, well, I have this gift. Um, perhaps Conor McGregor is an example of a person who relies on one thing and that being their gift. And then when, you, when that doesn't work, when that doesn't show up, who are you without that? And obviously he's shown um, that he's a, a skilled person, but that challenge of having that one thing can actually limit the person to seeing what else they can be good at. Well, you can actually use it to your advantage. And this is what I typically do is I go against a really strong, explosive opponent. It's a very typical MMA style opponent. And I will make them work so hard in the first round that now come round two and three, they're not stronger than me and they're not more athletic than me. And now they don't know what to do because they're usually stronger and they're usually more athletic. So you take away something that's their strength and then you'll find Sometimes their foundation isn't really there to support that. So that, that's a, a tool I use all the time, especially against really strong people. I just make them use as much of that strength as early as I can, and then the fight's really mine for the taking after that. That's a brilliant strategy. You also have to be ready to go dig deep, and I'm just curious as to what that journey is like. Is it... Um, people talk about how it's different in a real fight versus training camp, the experience that you have. What has that been like? Yeah, I mean, you always have different motivators when you're fighting. Um, the number one motivator will always be somebody throwing punches at your head and you know trying to hurt you. So you, there's a there's an obvious reaction to that. Um, but when it comes to my fight, what makes me really have confidence in myself and confidence that I can dig deep is because I do it in training. I, I dig deep in training every chance I get. I find those moments in training where I know that there's an opportunity for me to really push to the next level. Uh, and I'll always take those opportunities. So, you know, if I if there's a bunch of guys lined up and everybody's picking partners for rounds, every single time I'm going to pick the hardest, uh, most physically empowering um, person that there is to really wear me out. And I look for that constantly so that when I find it in, in the ring and in, in the cage for fights, it's not new to me. So I push myself in training into deep waters uh, often, and that's why it's no, uh, it's no big deal to me when I'm in the cage. 
How much of that transitions into your life? This ability to look at the easy path, the, the simple path and say, no, I'm, I'm going to do this, uh, the, take the hard path and take it seriously and, and put my best foot forward. How much do you think uh, people are able to pull out of that and adapt it to their everyday life? Oh, martial arts has done so many wonderful things for my life, to my mindset, my confidence, the way I attack problems, the way I am able to push myself into new situations with confidence. Um, yeah, martial arts training is is the absolute best way to improve the other aspects of your life. Uh, I'm better at my relationship. I'm better in my job. Uh, I'm just martial arts really gives me the mental capacity and strength and discipline and just everything you need for day-to-day life, everything you need comes, it is a big staple in martial arts training. So um, I see it every day. That's why I love teaching. That's why I love helping people find martial arts um, because it doesn't have to be at the level of, you know, UFC professional fighter, although that does amplify those things. So um, it, it's a good thing, but even at the lowest level, people will find ways to relate martial arts training to literally every single day of their life. Can you talk about that? Can you talk about uh, how it's impacted your your relationships, just how you approach your life? I mean, I mean, it, a lot of it just comes down to confidence. Um, I have a confidence in myself because I push myself. I push myself into new scary situations all the time. So when they arise in my day to day life, I'm not as scared. Um, I, I know that you know, the worst thing that I've been through some of the worst things that can happen and they're not that bad. You, you build it up in your mind a lot. So I'm confident to walk into any room and talk to anybody about anything because I just have confidence in myself as a person, you know, myself, um, into these situations that really you have to dig deep and I always end up coming out on top. So I've just really got a confidence that no matter the situation, I can count on myself to show up and, uh, and do well at it. So, I mean, maybe it's something that's maybe more personal to me, but yeah, the more I've pushed myself and challenged myself in martial arts, the less scary any other challenges seem. I, I definitely agree with you because you're facing, for sure, for yourself, you're facing some like an unthinkable circumstance for average people. Get stepping into a cage and knowing that the person wants to take you out in any way that they can, and you have to protect yourself and you have to, at the end of the day, try and beat them. And that's an incredibly intimidating circumstance that for most people is unfathomable. You talk about being a cerebral fighter. I'm just interested in how you balance looking at your fights and not criticizing yourself too hard. It seems like the balance that's incredibly hard for most people is being able to look at where we can improve, but not going so far as to see that we're not worth anything. That seems to be the challenge I hear from so many people. How do you approach that in a balanced way? Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to give yourself a break. You know, uh, every retrospective is a good and a bad thing. When you're looking back at yourself and whether it's a fight, a decision I made in a fight or a decision I made through training camp for a fight, uh, whatever it is, uh, I just, I'm not that hard on myself. I don't think people should be because the reality is at the time you made the best decision you could on the information available. So at that moment, I thought I was making the right choice in the end, maybe it ended up not being, but I'm not going to go back and beat myself up about that because me in the present knows more than I did in the past. So it's not fair to compare the two. Um, so I give myself a break. Uh, making no decision is the worst thing. So I, I make the best decision I can in the moments and I go with it. And then that's what I think keeps my progress going. I know I learn more. That's why my experience, a lot of people have experience, 
but I feel like I can really utilize my experience because I don't beat myself up about mis- mistakes or, or, or wrong decisions. I just use them to make a better decision next time. That seems like an example that other people can take away from this is that it's a benefit to understand what happened, but to to take advantage of that as an opportunity. And you just seem like the type of person who's able to go, okay, then I'm going to go train that in the gym. Then I'm going to go work on that. Then I'm going to go grow that skill in this new way because I have this new understanding and not focus just on like what it should have, could have, it could have been this way or it could have been that way. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to waste time and energy, um, you know, thinking about what could have been. It's just, you got to deal with what you have now and and um, make the best of it so yeah I, i've gotten pretty good at that but it's definitely something that applies to a lot of things in life i think absolutely can you tell us about you've had you have a unique career that most people can even imagine and so i'm just interested some of the milestones in your career can you talk about can you tell us about uh getting chosen to do dana white's contender series what how how you thought about that during that period yeah i mean the career has been a real it's been a roller coaster in some ways, but um, it's funny. Once I finally felt pretty um, happy with my career um, and pretty content and satisfied, and you know, when I won my second belt um, uh, in Canada, and, and I had two weight classes, and I was pretty happy with what I'd done. I had a lot of respect within the community and from my peers. Um, it's like as soon as I took some of the pressure off myself, that's when all of a sudden I got an opportunity on the Contender Series. I was like, oh well, I mean, that's really cool. Um, I'm already happy with my career, but hey, let's do it. And then I won that, and then I get a contract, and then I get, you know, a debut, and I, I win that in the UFC. And it's like, wow, as soon as I took a lot of the pressure off myself, the positive things really just started flowing and 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 picking up momentum. And now it's just more and more and more. And um, it's just a great feeling. I, I, I'm really, really satisfied, really happy with my career. And um, everything from this point on, and I even said this a couple of years ago, but everything from this point on, it's just cherries on top, man, because I'm, I'm already really satisfied and got got a lot out of martial arts in my career, and it just doesn't seem to be ending, so I'm going to keep going. Yeah, and I think that that's also so valuable to go into it just like open arms, ready to accept wherever things go, but you're ready, and that's such a difference for some people who want to be here, who want to succeed over there, who think they deserve X, Y, and Z, is they're missing that just ability to accept the moment and just bring your best self every single time. I'm interested to know what, what it meant to you to be able to succeed in those moments, because that's incredibly stressful, incomparable to any day in the life of a normal job where your boss is saying oh we're looking at maybe a promotion for you this is incomparable because it's everything like in that moment is going to be decided on that night it's not like they're going to go deliberate for two weeks what was that experience like you know it's hard i I struggle with being able to really look back and um and feel great about those moments because i'm always looking to the next thing i'm always looking to do better and keep progressing so a reflection on those things is something i'm actually not very good at um, but you know, the, I get moments of it and it's usually the day after you know, you're on the airplane home or something. And you're just kind of like sitting to yourself and be like, wow, you know, I really, um, you know, I really did something great. Um, and I'm really just, it's not about being proud, but it's, um, it's like, I'm very happy that I'm able to do something at such a high level. It's like more grateful that I'm able to do that because a lot of people just aren't. And, um, I'm, you know, a lot of people, I hate to say it, but they go to dig down deep and they come up empty handed. And for myself, I've never been able to dig deep enough. I just always keep coming up with more and more. So I'm just very grateful that 
Uh, I'm able to perform at such a high level. I'm able to perform in my, you know, relationship life, my work life, my uh, fight career. I'm just, you know, a person that can do a lot and I'm grateful that I'm able to, and I'm going to keep, you know, burning the candle. Everybody says at both ends, but I'm doing all four sides uh, all the time because I'm, I'm capable of it. So I'm just, I'm just more thankful than anything. It, it also sounds like you have some peace about all of this, that you're able to uh, soak in the positive and appreciate it as sort of a journey and not have that definitive, if I don't get here, then what? It seems like you're able to just enjoy the path that you're on. Yeah, I've just got some good balance in my life. I have a lot of great things going on. Uh, I'm opening my own gym, my own Champions Creek gym. I'm really excited about that. Um, I've got a great relationship with my girlfriend, Jenny. Uh, I've got my fight career going great. So the more things that are happening positive in my life, it takes some of the pressure off the other ones. You know, if my UFC career quit today, um, I have an awesome opportunity in my own gym that I'm excited about. If my gym went under today, I have an awesome career in the UFC I can look forward to. I just have these other things and it it lessens the pressure on, on the individual things. Can you tell us about this gym? Can you tell us about what inspired you to do this? Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to. Uh, I've always wanted to. Uh, I've been lucky enough to partner with my uh, coach, my long-term, my longtime gym champions, Creed. We're opening a second gym here in Calgary, and I'm going to be the one running and, and, and founding it. And um, things are awesome. We're building it as we speak. It's going to be open in a couple months uh, here in Silver Springs. And, um, yeah, it's just another awesome, positive thing in my life right now. Brilliant. Can you tell us about that debut uh, for the UFC? What was that like to be able to have a real crowd rather than um, starting perhaps more in the apex? Yeah, no, it was awesome. That's the type of energy that I feed off of. Uh, I'm a type of fighter that really reacts well to that. Not everybody does. Some people prefer the smaller venues, but uh, not me. I love hearing the crowds. gets me fired up. And um, yeah, I, I perform my best in those situations. Brilliant. We're hearing a lot about UFC Canada. We're hearing that they may be coming back. How do you feel about that? Can we expect you to see you next um, fighting in your home country? If UFC comes to Canada, I'm going to be on the card. Guaranteed. Brilliant. No matter which province they end up choosing, hopefully BC. Yep. Yeah, I'll go anywhere. Uh, hopefully it's Calgary, but uh, I'll make the travel out to BC or Toronto or wherever it is. Um, yeah, Canada's got a lot to... Uh, look forward to with our current fighters and uh, I really want to be uh, I really want to lead the way so um, the UFC would be insane not to put me on a Canada card so I'm sure that's going to be happening I couldn't agree more you're in one of the deepest divisions that there is and I don't I don't think that's really disputed anymore is there any names that stand out to you right now is there anybody who just sort of impresses you or, or you're enjoying their energy in your division you know that's a great question because it is a there's such a, a diverse skill set and people through the division that I, I look at all these matchups and I, I, I honestly I feel great about every single one like I, I I'm not just saying that like I love the test that every different person brings but when I'm looking at matching up fights when I'm looking at signing a fight the number one thing on my list is excitement I want an exciting fight so I want somebody with a lot of skills and who's going to bring it and that we're going to put on a great show that's all I care about so find me who's going to really bring me a fight and uh, we'll, we'll put on a great one I couldn't agree more. I definitely think that you've got that energy as well that's able to bring so many different facets to your game that makes it so engaging every time. You don't know where it's going to go. And the person I also think of is like a Michael Chandler who's able to bring that. Like you just don't know what's going to happen and that makes it so intriguing uh, for viewers. Definitely, definitely. That's how I want to be remembered. You know, half the people on every night are going to win. 
So you have to differentiate yourself from that half still. You need to be uh, doing something more than just winning. Brilliant. Can you tell us what advice do you have for people? You have this unique perspective because you know you experience highs and lows that are very different than than most people. You perform in front of a lot more people than anyone could ever imagine. What what advice do you have for people when they're trying to succeed at their nine to five or they're trying to take steps to follow their dreams? Yeah, it's tough. You know, like uh, my my advice usually comes from uh, you know martial arts and, and competitive experiences because that's what i have the most of um but i mean the more that you push yourself and test yourself the more you're going to learn and be better for the next one so um even taking a test or or taking on something at work or a project or something you're not confident in even if you take it on and fail that means you're you're more equipped to do it the next time and if it happens again you're even more equipped for the next time so the only way to actually be able to achieve something sometimes is to fail at it a few times. So I just, people just need to get out of their comfort zone. Only positive things happen when you get out of your comfort zone. That reminds me of Jocko Willink, who talks about, he has this motivational clip that's just, he was a Navy SEAL and he says, didn't get the job you wanted? Good. More time to get mm-hmm. better. Didn't mm-hmm. get the uh, opportunity you wanted? Good. More time to learn, more time to study. Mm-hmm. And we get so used to saying that we need to just keep going like this, that we don't see it as an opportunity. Like, maybe I didn't think of that. Maybe I didn't think of this thing over here. Maybe I can continue to grow. And we forget that the journey is way better than the destination. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no, the only wrong move is no move. So you need to just try things. You need to push yourself. That's how you get better. Absolutely. Can you tell people how they can connect with you, how they can follow you, how they can uh, keep up to date with everything you've got going on? Yeah. The best way to keep track of me is on Instagram, um, the monster underscore CA. Um, keep uh, following our gym, championscreed.ca. They have an Instagram as well. That's where you're going to find everything about me. It's where I post my fight stuff. Um, and that's where I'm going to put progress in the new gym. So check it out. I really appreciate you being willing to do this. I know that you're heading off to training, uh, but it's such a pleasure to be able to sit down with you. I'm really excited about UFC Canada. Uh, and if you're on the card, I'm definitely going to be there. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, such such wisdom, uh, such good advice for people uh, who are trying to take those positive steps. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun.